Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And there she is. And there it is. Hello, guys. It's Wolf Den Podcast. How you doing? Good to see you. Hey, it's us again. That's right. We took a little little week off. How was your week? But now ah! we're back. Don't look at that. Oh, hey, hey look at this. <laughs> how was how, how was up? how was your week off? You asking me or you asking them? you? Me? I don't care about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, not bad. I did some PC gamer shit. What? <laughs> So, I don't know if I told you, but, like, I wanted to try and get my Steam Deck to work as a PlayStation remote player instead mm-hmm. of using the, the portal. Yeah. Do you still have my portal? I still, do still have your portal. Okay. I, did, I wanted to run some tests. I didn't get a chance to do it. But I did get my Steam Deck to be a PlayStation portal. So, so what are you using? Are you using Chiaki? Yes. Okay. And I that- hear it sucks. <laughs> So I for the Steam Deck specifically, I only like fussed around with it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I haven't had a problem with it. Granted, I only, I literally spent five minutes, okay. but like it worked. The controls were. I booted up Astro's Playroom. Like I was moving things around. Like the buttons were responsive. Does it... gyros all messed up? But I think yeah. I can what work are you doing? That. What gyro stuff are you doing in Astro's Playroom? I just there's a there's a mode where you can test the controller. Oh, okay. So and you're like doing that. Trying to move the controller with the gyro in there. So yeah. Okay. But you know, other than that, I think I think we might have a viable competitor to the portal. <laughs> uh, uh, I almost got the TV working. Oh. The the the, the little uh, yellow cable uh little finicky back here. <laughs> so uh you don't know yet if it's like I don't the know. same sort of latency and Correct. the same sort yes. of uh, all I know is I got it to boot up mm-hmm. and that's good enough for me. Yeah, I mean I used the official PlayStation app on the phone and right. on the computer and stuff, um, and I used Chiaki on the Vita. Okay, and that didn't work. The probably all. yeah. Um, I feel it. Did I? I guess I didn't do it on the Steam Deck. Um, but the official app is the same as using the portal. I want to try the portal again because mm-hmm. I know somebody who got it, and he's like, he loves it. He's having a phenomenal time with it. He says it works like a charm. And I'm just sitting there going, you didn't listen to me the past three weeks when I was trying to tell you not to buy it. I got it. <laughs> Hooray. I, I had somebody text me like two days ago yeah. and said, I think I want the PlayStation a portable, they said. Yeah. And I said, you mean this? And I said, that's in the portal. They're like, yeah, yeah, I want that. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. I think people, I think it might have, I think it might it's, be doing better than we it's think. It's selling out like a lot. I don't like that as a metric because 
I don't think they expected to sell that much. So, so they didn't not, make them. They enough. didn't make a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know it's it's not in a lot of stores right now. Uh, and yeah, I've been hearing like some podcasts I listen to like rave about it. So I think I, was it kind of funny. No, it was uh, they're they're PlayStation elitists. I know, okay. I know, I know their biases. <laughs> um, no, it was the Get Played podcast. Well, you really like? I don't. I don't. I know think them. they're, you know, they got good head, good head on their shoulders. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Bob, I think we might be on the wrong side of history on Get this one. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we are not. But I do think that it hit some weird main, mainstream. I think people yeah. uh, like it more than I was expecting them to. I do also. I do believe they're pushing out a lot of firmware updates to try and fix like latency and stuff. So maybe... I would like to try it. Yeah, right. I'd, li- I'd like to keep trying it. If they release firmware updates for that, though, it, it's actually it's not. It shouldn't be firmware updates. It should be updates to the entire remote play system. Right. So it should work better. All of, when they make updates, everything should work better right. across the board. Uh, I do gotta just put that on my Steam Deck also. Yeah. Uh, other people have that and, and seem to think that it, it's it was easier to do than um, getting the Epic Store on the Steam Deck. Did you have to go to some website to get your stupid PSN code or yes. something? Yeah. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. So it is a little easier. Sorry, he says, Bob, give Ch- Chiaki Ford Deck another shot. Is that what you use? Yes. It's on the Discover Store now. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. give it a shot. Did I even give it a shot in the first place? I don't know if I did. But anyway, um, I don't mind remote play. I just think that as as a first party solution, it should be better than it, it should is. be a lot yeah. better than it yeah. is. Yeah. So uh, if you have a like, like I would never say go get a portal. I would say get a Steam Deck or yeah. get a uh, the Backbone controller. Anyway, uh, I didn't have a vacation. I went to our parents' house in Florida. Yep. So <laughs> I got I got to hang out with old people. You got to you got put to work trying to get Netflix working down there. They may. I, I think it was it the day we got there. Yes. Oh well, yes, that happened. But also, our mother just gave me a bunch of uh, oil paints. And said, <laughs> add your niece and nephew to this picture. And I had to paint yeah. them into a picture on their wall. That reminds me, uh, my friend wanted <laughs> to Photoshop you painting the Ghostbusters 2 painting on the wall. Okay. So we got to do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're back. Yes. Thanks for and worse being than here. Ever. <laughs> and we're so much worse than ever. Uh, today, we got a bunch of things to talk about, namely Pal World. It's out. Yeah. We haven't gotten to talk about it since it's been out. Uh, you haven't played it. No, but I've been trying to follow with the discourse on so, what's going on. There's been a lot of discourse. Yeah, it's been hard to follow. <laughs> it's been... So it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It is the worst version of it. I'd imagine so. Uh, it is a couple of updates behind the Steam version. Yeah. So I've been playing the Steam version. That's not why I've been playing the Steam version. I've been playing the Steam version because... Uh, I want to play with other people and they all have the Steam version. Right. So I have to, there's no cross play in that regard. Otherwise, I would have loved to have just played it on uh, on Game Pass because I have Game Pass yeah. and that would have mean it's free. Uh, I kind of like it. Okay. I think it's, I, w- I was expecting to hate it, but I kind of really like it, uh, which is interesting because I am saying, I have been saying stuff on Twitter about how uh, I do think that they are ripping off Pokemon, and mm-hmm. I do think that there's a lot of potential for them to get sued. And a lot of people are saying that I'm a Pokemon uh, elitist, that I'm, that I'm a, uh, a bootlicker for Pokemon. Yeah. When have I ever been a bootlicker yeah. for Pokemon? I don't give a <laughs> ch- I fucking don't like Pokemon. Yeah. I haven't liked them in a long time. Mm-hmm. I want to like Pokemon so bad. 
And what I like about Power World is that it does things very different. And it's kind of like uh, satire on Pokemon because uh-huh. there's guns and shit. Outside of that, there's other things we need to talk about. I want to talk about the Ioneo Flip DS, which uh, I just put on here. Uh, there's also Nintendo is for the what? Fifth time shutting down the 3DS? <laughs> uh, f- I think this might be the final time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The final nail in for, the 3DS. For coffin. real this time. Some stuff went on with Apple in the EU again. Again. And it's very good news yes. for a lot of people. Yeah. Some good news for us. Could be better news for us. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. Um, and, a, and a bunch of Xbox stuff. There was a lot of Xbox stuff that happened. There was the, the developer direct, which we didn't get to talk about, mm-hmm. um, which I want to go over specifically. I want to go over one game. Um, there's a lot of hubbub about... I didn't put it in the keep because... I feel like if we report on any time a studio lays off their staff, we're going to be here all day because mm-hmm. that, that's the theme of January, just lay off everybody. But because of that, at Microsoft, there's a lot of fallout happening, particularly in the physical game space that I want to touch upon. Um, oh, yeah. 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 There were a lot of layoffs last yeah. week. Yeah. And um, our second favorite topic, aside from the Activision Blizzard uh, Microsoft acquisition is of course the ongoing saga of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I tried, I tried to watch a little bit of gameplay of that because yeah. they're sponsoring streamers. Yeah, and I was, uh, I clicked on Tarek. He's mm-hmm. like a big Valorant streamer. I clicked on him to watch him uh, I, while I was eating my soup just mm-hmm. now, about an hour ago, and uh, I just, wa- I had to just watch ads on Twitch because that's how Twitch works. If you don't, yeah. if you're not subscribed to somebody, you have to watch a wall of ads. Yeah, and I finished my soup before the ads finished. Oh. So I didn't Source. get to watch any yeah. Suicide Squad. I've been following, I've been seeing a lot of uh, clips here and there, out of context clips on Twitter, and following the discourse on Twitter. Y'all need to go out and touch grass. You, you got some <laughs> bad takes on this game. A game I don't even want to play. I and don't even really want to defend. I saw a clip on TikTok that was uh, the Green Lantern like holding them all. Yeah. I, that must be like the beginning of the game. Or I something. think it is, yeah. Uh, and you're like kind of fl- flying through Metropolis mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, the clip said at the top on TikTok, it said, this might be the best. What's the word everybody's using? What's the genre of game that is? Uh, Live service. Live service. This might be the best live service game. I was like, hold on. The clip just showed them flying through Metropolis and that was it. Um, Live service is usually said in a derogatory way. So hearing (laughs) hearing them say that as like, this might be the best yeah. life. That was really weird for me to hear. Yeah. So, we'll, f- we'll get, it. We'll we'll get, get into there. it. We'll yeah. get there. I got this cup. You Green sent me a, a little Ooh, like thermos type thing. That's fancy. I, I, I want to like, I, I want to make these. I like, I like <laughs> the. I was trying to find the supplier. I can't yeah. find the supplier. It's, it, this is like a steel uh, insulated cup, what but is, it looks like a disposable can one. Can you contact them and... Because yeah, you got friends over there. I got a message them. Like, hey, man, where'd you get these cups? I want. I want to steal your idea for these cups. Anyway, uh, we got notifications here too. Yes. We got uh, a bunch from you guys. Oh my god, there's so many. Uh, DJ Skeletor, thank you for five whole gifted subs. John McCheese, thank you for the 13 months. Uh, Lord Noraj, thanks for the two months. Hey, Bob, have you taken Woods Prime? What does that mean? Is it that a sex thing? <laughs> have I 
Is, is it a, is it a Transformers thing? No, that's the Matrix of Leadership. Uh, Riley, thank you for the seventeen months. Hullers, okay, hello. I guess that I guess that's hello in, in Australia. Yeah. Jeffrey Sorensen, thanks for the thirty-two months. Missed you last week. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Danty Mirror, thanks for the hundred bits. Woo! Another great podcast coming up. Can't guarantee. <laughs> Nintendo stand, thanks for the six months. Thanks for caring, Bob. No problem, dude. Nintendo stand's gonna be a very happy man this week. Nintendo podcast come back. Oh this week. boy. Jazim, thanks for the 17 months. Thanks for trying to be awesome, Bob. Thank you. Thanks for trying to be? <laughs> you guys know how to like do a backhanded one, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, that's not it. We got false. Fellas, please, with two months. Bob, you are quite the salesman. You convinced me to buy a Miu Mini and a Steam Deck OLED. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I gave um, our friend Jake a um, the Ambernick RG like five whatever that you gave me a while ago. You would have thought I handed him a brick of gold. <laughs> Jesus. Like, he he wanted one for a long time and I'm just like he wanted to, uh, you know one of the vertical ones like the Game Boy style ones and I'm just like just give you mine I don't even like it. You, oh, you well, what what does he want? He wants he just wants a portable emulator. Oh okay well yeah. I'm like know. there you go. It's got jealous <laughs> Why on he it. Why does he tell me? Tell me that. <laughs> um hotter.com. Thank you for the 3 months. Let's go. Uh I can't tell if that's like a porn ad or if that's just a guy who likes to watch the podcast. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to it. Do an incognito window. Of course. Screamy Yelly Gamer. Thank you for the 41 months. Hello, Bob. Hello. Uh, anyway. Oh, and also hello to everybody on YouTube. We're, we're not, we're trying our best not to ignore you. Um, shoes. Hotter.com. Hotter.com is shoes. Wow. <laughs> if you had to ask me what I thought it would be, yep, that would not be it. That would be yeah. the last thing on yeah. my mind. Uh. I, I, maybe after the podcast today, I'll try to put like members and super chats on uh, YouTube. Yeah. I, I've just been, I've been, we can, I, I do a lot of fucking things, okay? <laughs> All right, let's talk about how Power World is going to get sued. Yes. Uh, there are a couple of things. Why don't we talk about first? Let's talk about the uh, Pokemon company and their statement. Yes. Before, actually, before we talk about that, let's just briefly mention that Power World was the fastest selling game on steam yeah it is wildly successful uh eight million copies sold on steam in like uh, a weekend yeah or something um one of like the top four or five most concurrent players of all time up there with like the witcher and i think Cyberpunk. it was one yeah or it was two for a for a bit i yeah. think it hit number one but it was the most concurrent players on steam for, yeah. for a bit and that is a huge feat. Yeah, this game is wildly successful. Way more successful than I think anybody would have anticipated. All on the the silly premise of Pokemon with guns. Yeah, which is why I think that there's a high likelihood that they will be sued because the 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 mar the marketing premise is this is Pokemon but there's guns in it. Well, so I mean, you can attest more to it than I can. Because you've actually played it. But from the gameplay I've seen, it's a lot. It's one third Pokemon. And it's also a third Breath of the Wild. And it's a third Ark Survival Evolved. And it's like a mishmash of like all these other popular genres. Um, but the, the selling point is you get Pokemon-like creatures mm -hmm. that follow you around and do battles for you. Yeah, and you give them guns. So gameplay wise, mm -hmm. I think if you were if you stripped all of the art from the game, if there was just blocks and you were playing blocks yeah. like like just just polygons, right? 
there's nothing about this that's Pokemon other than you capture creatures that are in the world. Mm -hmm. You throw a, a ball at them and you capture them. Yeah. That's really the only Pokemon aspect. There's a lot mm -hmm. of crafting and a lot of building and stuff that that is a complete departure right. from what we've seen with Pokemon. Uh, but you can't just remove the art. There's a lot of art and there's a lot of Pokemon that look like Pokemon in this yeah. game. And there's Pokeballs mm -hmm. and you're playing the game and you can't help yourself but call them Pokeballs. I don't, they're called Pal Spheres. Yeah. They're trying real hard. Legally distinct. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and then you, there are pals running around and, mm -hmm. and it's, it's very clearly uh, trying to mimic Pokemon, and I don't think that they could get away from from that distinction. Right. And there's a lot of games that have uh, done similar things to Pokemon. Yeah. Um. There's like Nexamon. That that's one of them. Yeah. Digimon. Yeah, I was back gonna say Digimon. Uh. But I think that those were uh, it was similar concepts, but they had their own fucking designs. Yeah. And I think that uh, Power World gets way too close mm -hmm. and that's uh gonna be it's it's demise is the combat the combat's real time though it's it it's not turn yes. based. Okay. it's real time uh you throw your pal out kind of mm -hmm. like an arceus you throw yeah. your pal out uh but then you also attack the pokemon okay and i end up just just attacking them myself really yeah. I walk around with a fucking glock yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just fucking shoot the thing in the head my thing that I've been doing recently, there's like other people in the world, like other NPCs. Uh, it, it's it's like the some like cults. There's like other yeah. like 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 uh, groups of people. Uh, I've been capturing them. You can capture people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and they're a lot harder to capture because yeah. they don't they don't want to be captured. Um, so it's cool, but it is very very close to Pokemon. Right. Uh, so what do I want to talk? Oh yeah. Pokemon knows that this is close to Pokemon. Yes. So they uh, actually released a statement. We know that Pokemon is very, the Pokemon company is very litigious. Yeah. Um, it's very strange for them to uh, make a statement about copyright infringement without announcing a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think they had to respond because the reaction to Pal World has been so huge. Mm -hmm. And people are probably like messaging them, you know, saying like, hey, have you seen this? Yeah, but they're like a big company. There's got to be like guys there that field those questions. Yeah. And, you know, they get the same question over and over again all of the time, yeah. you know? So they've... It, I don't think it's that they, you know, want people to stop asking them. You right. know, I, I, there's something's no, up. They're serious about looking into it. Yeah. But I think, I think they wouldn't have released a statement had it not been for all the massive hoopla yeah. around You're right. our world. You're right. So, um, their statement is as follows. We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January of 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to Pokemon. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. That's it? That's the whole statement? That's the statement. Okay. So, they're looking into it. Yeah. Which is uh, not good for, for uh, Pal World. Right. 
Uh, prior to this statement, Power World de uh, developer Pocket Pair has insisted its game as much closer to the likes of Ark Survival Vault and Valheim than Pokemon. Additionally, the team revealed it has been uh, receiving death threats ever since the game went live on January 19th. In an interview with Automation, Pocket Pair CEO uh, Takaru Mizobi shared the team cleared legal reviewing and there had been no action taken against the company for infringement. We, ma we make our games very seriously and uh, we have absolutely no intention of infringing upon intellectual property of other companies. So that's another thing. This game is very contentious because their previous game used uh, AI uh, assets. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of people who believe that this game is also using AI assets. Yeah, I am one of those people. <laughs> I I think that they might have. I think that there's there's a lot of evidence that they took that they put Pokemon designs through an AI and said yeah. make new ones. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because there are a lot of pieces of other Pokemon that have been mishmashed into new Pokemon. Yeah. There's a lot of them that like look like they're vaguely resembling Pokemon, but there's a lot that's like, okay, that's ripped from this Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and we can go, we can uh, go, th go through that uh, uh, piece by piece. Uh, luckily IGN has a, an article here uh, that, that takes the, the, the ones that are closest to the Pokemon. Yeah. And uh, show you how close they are. This is Penguillette. It's this Penguin one looks like uh was a Piplup. Mm -hmm. Uh they to me these just look kind of similar. Yeah. There's nothing here, I mean except for the eyes. The shape of the eyes is very close. But otherwise uh they they just kind of resemble each other. Can I do that? Is that better? That's better. Uh that is fucking Gyarados. <laughs> There's no question that that's supposed yeah. to be goddamn Gyarados. He's also huge in the game. Uh the face there is a little much. This is yeah, that's, uh, very clearly Snorlax. I was going to say, it, you can like get away with the rest of it. Like It literally just looks like they copied the face. And there's face a the couple of things. This one's the most egregious. Yeah. Uh, this is Meowth. This yeah. is uh, Galarian Meowth and Grintail is what it's called in Power World. That is just Meowth's eyes and mouth yeah. pasted onto uh, different Pokemon. So that's weird. Uh that is also, it's, you know, it's a lot in the face. Yeah. This is Slowpoke's face just put on a different body. Uh, King Paka. This is, uh, I don't know the name of this. Oh, Empoleon's uh, little head thing. Yeah. The little trident on his head is just mm -hmm. used on a different character, you know? Uh, there's Univolt, Pokemon Zeb Streaka. It's like the, this is another, it's just like a lot of angles. Yeah. Uh, I I think what what's damning is when there's a piece of the Pokemon that is being yeah. used on a different Pokemon. Because a lot of these, like you could just say, you know, uh, like Toko Toko is a green bird. Yeah, he with, vaguely resembles the the other. And green Zatu bird. also is a green bird. Yeah, with yeah. like with like tribal designs. Yeah. Um. Right, that looks nothing like Pikachu. Yeah. That looks like Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really bad anubis looks yeah. like fucking uh lucario that's yeah. pretty bad <laughs> yeah the, the next one too uh well not that one i was i'm on a grizzbolt and electabuzz yeah he's got the same little lightning yeah. strike but i mean it is i mean he's an electric type that's another thing is that they have the same types yeah and that's pretty 
egregious. Yeah. Um, there's a B one. There's this guy Estegon who looks like a Mega Agron. Yeah, they do look pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got? This guy's pretty bad. Osirk looks a lot like Garchomp. Uh, this one is pretty close. Jetragon looks like Latios and Latias. Yeah. That's that's pretty bad. And this one's the worst. Lamball mm-hmm. looks like uh Wulu Wulu. And yeah. you see these in the very beginning of the game. They're everywhere. They're I don't all know, over the, the next game. one might be the worst. Uh Fenglope. Fenglope is pretty bad. Yeah, looking like uh Cobalion. Col- uh, and like this is hard to pinpoint why they look so similar. Yeah. I mean they're 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 quadrupeds. And they have the same colors. Yeah. And they have, uh, I don't know, like a like a swooshy, like, chest, white t- tuft on the chest. Mm-hmm. But, like, the shapes aren't the same, you know? Yeah. But they do look very similar. Yeah. So I don't know how you would say in a court, like, these are rips from each other, yeah. you know, other than the colors are the same. Uh, but other, other Pokemon, you can very obviously say... They're very similar. Wixen has the same sort of thing going on with the witch hat and the and the fox face. Yeah. Um, this is Cremus uh, is very obviously supposed to be Eevee. Oh, and this one's very bad too. I've seen this one used as a lot of uh, uh, proof that they're ripping from Pokemon. Verdash is very obviously Cinderace. Yeah. Uh, and a diff and another Pokemon, but. He walks and 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 all his silhouette. If you show me that silhouette, I would think that is Cinderace. Yeah. And that's uh oh, this is bad too. Azurobe looks like Primarians, Primarina, Primarina. Mm-hmm. It, we can go. We can do this all day. Yeah. But they're they're pretty bad. It's a lot of again. It's a lot of. It's a mishmash of other Pokemon. I would say that. They might have taken a bunch of Pokemon, put them through an AI, and made them uh, spit out other Pokemon. You know yeah. that what's that game where you uh, randomly select two Pokemon and then you get like a mishmash of the two of them? Isn't that just breeding in Pokemon? No, there's like a thing. There's like a there's like a thing. There's like a website you go no. to and it, it, it like slams two Pokemon together. Okay. That's what this is reminding me of. Got it. The one that we're using in the thumbnail for the stream is Boltmane, who looks like uh, Luxray. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they look very similar. So there's a lot of people saying that these are their own things or there's other reasons why they've come to the same sort of design conclusions. Because yeah. I don't think Pokemon, you know, not all of the designs are like unique and interesting. You know, there's yeah. like some of them, it's like... Some of them is a key, some of them is an ice cream cone... There's two that are just a ball. Yeah. So, like, it's possible they came to the same conclusion, but this many times. Yeah. And some of them are just way too close. Yeah. I don't think there's an argument for uh, this being, for these designs, especially the ones we just looked at, I don't think there's an argument that they're unique in any way. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that they're trying to market this thing as Pokemon with guns, mm-hmm. I think that it's not going to look good for them uh, in court. No. I think, you know, if anything, they are going to be forced to change the designs or pull the game. Pokemon has the power to pull the game completely. Yeah, so... Yes. I think if Pal World changed the designs now, they would be admitting uh, fault, yeah. and that might be 
very bad for them. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing that's neglected when people are talking about this is uh, we're not talking about American laws because Pokemon Company is Japanese. Yeah. Company that made Power World is also Japanese. A pocket pair. Pocket pair. So they will be fighting this in Japanese court. They don't yeah. even have to do an international thing. And Japan is much, uh, their copyright laws are way worse yeah. than ours. So worse in, in favor of the copyright holder uh -huh. is, is, is what I'm saying. So uh, it might be like here in America, we have to prove like, hey, that guy's stealing my copyright. Yeah. Their uh, pocket pair might have to prove that they are not stealing the copyright. It might be flipped. They might yeah. be guilty until proven innocent. Um, and that's going to be extremely hard for them to 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 do. Uh, they could strip the designs, but I think that they'll have to wait until they get a cease and desist or something. Yeah. And Pokemon admitted that the Pokemon company admitted that they're looking into this. Uh, they're going to try to find as much evidence as they can that there's uh, designs being stolen. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to try to capitalize on all of that money that Pal World made. Yeah. Because they made a fuck ton of money. Yep. And they weren't expecting to. So I think that they're taking their time building a case. And the more money that Power World makes, the more money that they can win in <laughs> yeah. the lawsuit. So it's not gonna it's it's not gonna look too good. Other but I have to say, Power World's great. It's a great game. And I th I think that I wouldn't be saying that if it was an official Pokemon game. Yeah. Because the game is still buggy. It's early access and it's very obviously early access and there's a lot of stuff in it that doesn't work right. But uh it's a fun take on Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So uh I hope that they don't get too screwed because <laughs> I like the game and I wish yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for them to make more of it. Um I did see somewhere, I don't I wish I remember who saw who like posted it, but apparently uh Pokemon Company took the response to Scarlet and Violet very seriously. Like oh the negative reaction to it. I hope so. Yeah. So and I think that might be a reason why Pal World has been as successful as it was. Obviously, there are people going for the novelty of it, but I think there are, are a genuinely Pokemon fans who want something new and different mm -hmm. and unique from that style of game. And Pokemon Company isn't giving to them. Yeah. So we'll try the knockoff now just to, for something different. And I think, you know, best case scenario, Pal World is absolved of any wrongdoing and pokemon sees what they're doing and says okay we'll do it our way and it'll be better because we have the money to make it polished yeah i love that sentiment because yeah. uh you know we when when scarlet and violet came out and it was such a broken mess everybody was saying pokemon's company's too big to fail they're gonna keep releasing garbage and everybody's gonna keep buying it yeah um it's great to have a competitor come along and and show them that people want this type of game uh, and, you know, other people can find success in it. Like, you're yeah. not the only game in town anymore. Yeah. In the past, other people have tried to release Pokemon-type games, and uh, they've mostly failed Yeah. Uh, because they're not Pokemon. Pokemon does a really good job with the designs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time we're seeing something hit such mainstream notoriety. Yeah. Uh, it being so closely uh, resembling a, a, a Pokemon style game. Yeah. Um, Pokemon tried to do something different with Arceus, and a lot of people really liked that, and I hope that they saw that that was successful and people enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, but 
I think that Arceus is not nearly different enough. I think that it was still kind of a shitty Pokemon game. Like it, right. it, it still didn't meet the expectations of a modern uh, 3D game to, to me. Um, and again, Power World is still a broken and buggy mess. It's but, uh, yeah, released in early access. Yeah, which it's is also twenty six dollars. So, which is why I didn't play. I'm not paying yeah. twenty six dollars for an early access. Well, game. you could play it on Steam. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Game Pass. Man, I gotta buy Game Pass. Yeah, you don't have that. Yeah, no, I don't even have Game Pass Core anymore. So Shit's too expensive. It is. Everything's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm worried about is everybody says Pokemon Company is too big to fail. Uh, they keep releasing crap. I'd imagine that they saw that Scarlet and Violet, uh, people didn't like it, and they yeah. want to change things for the future. But uh, Arceus, people seem to like Arceus, which mm-hmm. I think is not is like a is like a very baby step in the right direction. I think they're gonna sue the shit out of Pal World yeah. and make a lot of money off of Pal World and. Fuck Power World up, and they're still going to be the only game in town. Right. I fear that they're not going to learn enough from this experience. Okay. That they're not going to be that Pokemon company is not going to be punished enough for having somebody else come and take their their limelight because Pokemon company is going to come and squash it. Right. And I'm worried about that. Yeah. Um. But competition, we want competition. We do. Competition, want competition is very good. Yes. Um. And again, I don't think that the games are are, are gameplay wise. They're not that similar, but they yeah. are similar in the fact that you just capture other creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Pokemon play around with that, like an Arceus style thing that just does a little more with like uh, the way that you battle the Pokemon and capture the Pokemon and throw yeah. them out and stuff. Because it's so seamless in Power World. You just yeah. run up, you hit a button, the Pokemon comes right out. Mm-hmm. You're fighting the Pokemon with your Pokemon. It's cool. Anyway, um, why are we calling each other bootlickers, you fucking idiot? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I want nothing more than a great Pokemon game. Yeah. I haven't said a Pokemon game is good since fucking Pokemon Go. Yeah. In 2016, <laughs> you know, I haven't had that. I haven't had this much fun in a Pokemon game since mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. So, uh, yeah, I want nothing more. Then for the next Pokemon game to learn a little bit from uh, their past games, yes, and also what people want in well, these types of games. I mean, the the Pokemon formula is there, yeah. Like there there is a template, there is a blueprint. It's just what they build on top of that blueprint is gonna you know make or break the a franchise going forward. You can still make it about exploring a big open world and collecting little rat monsters to fight other rat monsters. But it's got to be a little bit more than it has been for the past. It's got to be years. modernized. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. like, there's a formula, but the formula doesn't have to be shitty menu systems. Right. Like, remember- like there's a formula to Mario games, but they keep evolving Mario yeah. games every time there's a new one. Remember Monster Hunter for years and years and years? Uh, they used to have. There was a big open world, but if you uh, cross the threshold, there'd be like this big elaborate loading screen, yeah. and you enter the next area. Mm-hmm. And that happened for so long where every other game was go- moving on and doing actual open worlds yeah. and Monster Hunter was doing this like pseudo shitty open world and they're like that's just the Monster Hunter formula and it's like no it doesn't have to be though yeah. there's nothing good about that mm-hmm. that's just a shitty old design that you're still using and hiding behind the veil yeah. that that's the Monster Hunter formula Pokemon is doing the same thing 
we got these shitty menus. Every time I want to do something, I yeah. got I got to hit a million uh, uh, dialogue trees. I got to mash the A button a thousand times yeah. just because I want to do this one thing. Meanwhile, Power World, one button, my Pokemon's out. Yeah, and it does the thing, and then I'm fighting along with the Pokemon. Another button, I th mm -hmm. I capture the other po Pokemon. Everything's got to be a lot more streamlined. Anyway, uh, I want nothing for the best from Pal World because I actually like the game and I, I want them to to fix it up and, and make it really nice. Mm -hmm. One last thing I wanted to say about Pal World is that I saw something on Twitter that was like, uh, what's the name of the company? That made uh, literally just Pocket Pair. Yeah. Pocket Pair, uh, they found the the... The weapon animator, they found him Okay. in a convenience store. He was working there, <laughs> and then they just hired him. He was like some like young kid. He was like 17 or 18. Okay. And they hired him, and then he made all the, all the uh, uh, animations. And people were sharing that as like, a, like an underdog story. Like, look at this. Like, so they, they, they took a chance yeah. on this kid, and he made all, he made all the designs for this uh, uh, really uh, multi-million dollar uh, game. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not like the animations are like amazing. Right. <laughs> Second of all, they definitely took advantage of a fucking kid yeah. to make those designs. They paid him probably nothing. Yeah. And now they made a whole bunch of money off of his off of, off of his work. Yeah. I don't think that's like a fun underdog story. I think that probably looks pretty bad yeah. for uh for a pocket pair. It wasn't just the weapon designer. It was another person, too. They hired, like, another... They seemed to hire young people. And I I fear that they did that for uh, nefarious reasons. Like, when um the company behind Day Before, like, they wanted volunteers to make their game? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't... I was smelling something fishy when, yeah. when I heard that story. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It's possible they paid him a great wage, but I don't believe it. Because yeah. a, a Pocket Pair, I don't think, is a big company. I think they're... Uh, I hope that they're not, because the game's not that yeah. fucking good. <laughs> but uh, hopefully they put a lot more money into the uh, into the uh, game, because uh, I want it to be fixed up and nice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's all we got to say about Power World. I yes. think it's pretty good. Uh, if you have Game Pass, give it a shot on there. Don't give them uh, too much money. Uh, but the Steam version, I heard, is better. And you know what? Works great on Steam Deck. Works great on the Lenovo Legion Go. So, have a fun okay. time with it. Uh, anyway. Got any more notifications here? Probably. G Blades, thanks for the seven months in a row. And Caleb Fox, thanks for the 19 months. We do have a lot of discourse chat going on. People uh, yelling at each other. Celeste N64 game, Bob. Yeah, we, we have that on We're, the list. We, we are going to talk about it. I did play it a little. Will you ever have a video of what computer is best bang for your buck? Uh, no. That's a hard one to do because like every computer is different. And, and you know? it's, it's what you want to do with it. Yeah. And, and it changes every week. That yeah. it'll be, there'll be a different computer that's the best bang for your buck. Um, somebody uh, asked me recently... Uh, I want to get a computer for games. And I was like, what games are you going to play? And they're like, uh, Diner Dash. I was like, <laughs> I, I literally said, get anything. Yeah. Go to Best Buy and get anything. You'll be fine. Um, Forget which website it was. Uh, if it's 
It's not an NZXT or, or I think it, what's the I have other an one? NZXT and what's the great. other uh, website that'll build the PC for you? There's a thousand. Because there's one where like you literally just tell them what games you're gonna play and it will build it for oh, you. Oh, NZXT has that. Oh, it does have that. Uh, well, they, they have like four of the top games, yeah. like Call of Duty and Fallout and whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Fortnite. Uh, I don't know if there's one that you just tell them the games, but yeah. um, I'm sure that exists. Uh, don't get a Starforge though. I've heard horrible, nothing but horrible things right. about the Starforge computers. Build Redux. That's the one I'm thinking of. I've never heard of Build Redux. Oh. Fried Biscuits is in, the, is in the chat. He has a video about how uh, Power World uh, does not steal from Pokemon, I think, <laughs> is his video's premise. Um, yeah, I really worry Pokemon will use this as an excuse to try to completely monopolize the genre. Yeah, I'm worried about that. I I hope that they learn from this in a good way and don't try to just squash it and, yeah. and uh, be the only game in town. No, it's more just talking about it. Okay. Click on his name and go to his channel. Um, I have a PC from NZXT. Really nice, even more so after upgrading the case. I have my NZXT computer. I've had it for like, what, two or three years? And yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, Build Redux is the one I'm thinking of. Again, it's like, not everything, but it's like the top. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. There's what Cyberpunk, there's 15 Grand games Auto, there. You yeah. pick a game and they'll tell you. And I think they tell you the frame rate, right? Yeah, the frame rate and even uh, your budget. I heard that Starforge is pretty decent. I guess it's hit or miss. A lot of what you hear about Starforge is from the fucking influencers who are running Starforge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. I only know one person that has a Starforge computer and they have nothing but terrible things to say yeah. about it. So I don't know. I think Nintendo slash Game Freak will use examples of streamers saying Pokemon as evidence of brand confusion slash infringement. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about that, but... um. You can't play Power World without calling things the Pokemon equivalent. There's yeah. shinies. There's uh, but the, I think they call them lucky. Uh, there's Power Spheres, which are Pokeballs. There's the actual Pokemon themselves. Uh, well, we're kind of in um, we're kind of in a what's the difference between Battlefield and Call of Duty situation right here? Because like from a thousand feet up, they're the same game, Call of Duty and Battlefield. It's as you start getting closer and closer to the ground where you start to see all the differences. You know, Battlefield's focus is slightly more on realism, whereas Call of Duty is much more fast-paced. Uh, Call of Duty does have an extensive single-player campaign, whereas Battlefield is much more focused on the multiplayer with right. a minor, minor focus on single-player, you know? But imagine if Battlefield had Captain Price and Ghost in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where the problem yeah. is. Because it's fine if you just have a war game. War exists in the real world yes. and there's militaries and stuff and there's the weapons in those games are real life weapons. Yeah. Um and it's fine to have a game where you capture creatures and stuff. Yeah. Uh it's not fine to be capturing the exact same creatures. Yeah. You know, that's where things are a little tricky. It's going to be hard to defend themselves in a Japanese court. And I don't know the laws over there, but I think that they're going to be a lot harder to navigate. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was just the first topic of yes. Today. Let's <laughs> let's go. Let's fire out the rest. All of right, it. what's next? Oh, your buddies at Ioneo. Oh, yeah, let me talk about this real yeah. quick. Uh we'll plow through this. Um Ioneo uh is making the Ioneo Flip which is their clamshell, and there's two versions of it. The KB, which stands for keyboard, and the DS, which stands for... Dual screen. Dual screen. 
uh, and that is not a copyright <laughs> because it just got two screens. Actually, I believe the DS and Nintendo DS stands for developer system. I'm not making that up. I I would off myself if that was <laughs> if that was true. I mean, yes. How is that possible? They have two screens on there. Anyway, I and Neo flip. Uh, I don't want this, but I decided. You know what? I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I've been doing a lot of these types of devices. I almost yeah. never do I and Neo devices, and you know what? This is the most different I and Neo device. It's a Windows handheld that has two screens. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would uh, get it. So I pre-ordered it. The Indiegogo went up today. Uh, I also, people really liked the last video I did where I talked about how I pre-ordered uh, something yeah. and I had all the trials and tribulations of that. So I'm going to do the same thing with this, I guess. Uh, I decided to get the cheapest dual screen one because uh, I want the dual screen because that's the only cool thing yeah. about this. Um, and the there's one that's $40 more that has a better processor. Okay. But I looked it up and it seems like there is no uh difference between the processors. They they they're like they perform almost the same. Right. So all I'm going to do at the most is play Wii U games on here. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't matter to me how powerful it is really. Um but you got it, it, the one that I got has a 7,840U processor, 16 gigabytes, I think, of RAM, which is a lot. Yeah. And 512 gigabytes of storage, which is not that much, but it's a lot for how small this device is. Mm -hmm. um, and the cheaper one also comes, uh, estimated shipping's in March, where the more expensive one, estimated shipping is in April. So I'll be able to get a video out a little earlier on that. Uh, these things are expensive. Yeah. $742 for the one that I got. Uh, and then when it launches, it'll be $940, which is insane. Yeah. Especially if you plan on just emulating 3DS games. Because just fucking get, in, get a 3DS. <laughs> yeah. You can get a hacked 3DS so that somebody else hacked for you. Get a 2DS. cheaper than that. Those are even cheaper. 2DS. I think I got my 2DS for $70. Yeah. $70. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a terrible... Uh, uh, value but it's a whole ass windows computer, yeah so you so. can do your taxes on it you can you do turbo tax <laughs> yeah uh i don't know what type of games it'll be capable of uh, i'm gonna try to play call of duty on it and we'll see how that goes uh according to the nintendo support page from 2016 what does ds stand for to our developers it stands for a developer system since we believe it gives game creators brand new tools which will lead to more innovative games for world's players it also stands for dual screen they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they swear to God. They're not allowed to do that. That's what You it, did it, the Wayback Machine. I went to Wikipedia and it linked to the Wayback Machine. It linked to the Wayback yeah, Machine? It, it wow. linked to the, the it linked to Nintendo support from 2016 through the Wayback Machine. What uh what year is that? 2016. Oh, 2016. Uh how much is the one with the keyboard? The cheapest one with the keyboard is $700. So it's only $40 cheaper. They they give you too many SKUs. Mhm. Mm and they they really they they really nickel and dime you. Like they make you want to just oh, if I pay this much more I can get this. If I pay yeah. this much more I can get this. Oh, there's a big jump between the uh uh wait, what is that? Oh, the the storage, the internal storage. Two terabytes. What's the most? 
Yeah, two terabytes. The most expensive one is twelve hundred dollars. Sixty-four gigabytes of RAM. How is this thing gonna be cool? Jesus, Jesus Christ! Bob, please do a video where you do your taxes on a handheld. No, that's actually a good idea. I have an accountant. I can't do it myself. I have to do my taxes. I have to give you a ten ninety-nine. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gotta start selling pictures of my feet online because Daddy needs money. <laughs> Don't say that here. <laughs> or do. Start it off here. 8840U. Didn't realize that was a thing. I heard it. They're like the same. I think it might be more energy efficient, but otherwise I think it performs the same. I think I'd rather buy a laptop with a touchscreen pad above the keyboard for extra. Well, that'd be more money. Honestly, an actual laptop is definitely a better value than a yeah. handheld. Oh, but if 100%. you have a laptop already... Like, you have to be the world's biggest, like, DS and 3DS fan in order to, like, want something like this. It's a very weird uh, use case because, like, just get a 3DS. But at the same time, like, yes, just get a 3DS. Just get a 2DS. But those things are becoming less and less common, and they're, you know, 15, 20-year-old yeah. systems at this point. Yeah, but they still run great. For now. But eventually they're going to break down. They're going to, you know, not work anymore. And like that's a very unique gameplay system that they have. So it's good that someone's coming along yeah. and offering an alternative. Granted, $700 alternative yeah. versus, you know, a 200 on eBay at the most. I think there's a lot of people who want a, th a 3DS that they can play ROMs on. And think it might be too difficult for them to put ROMs on an actual 3DS. Yeah. Uh, so I think that there is a very small market for this. Mm -hmm. I'll also say that I'm I, I'm not sure how easy it'll be to separate the screens. Like when you're playing on a three, I mean I think 3DS emulator you could do it, mm -hmm. but I think DS and even uh, Wii U. I don't know how it's going to be to separate the screens and move the second screen to the bottom. Right. You know. I don't know how that's going to work. So it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, let's move on yes. to uh, reasons why people would want to emulate 3DS. Yes. Uh, Nintendo is ending online play services for both the 3DS and the Wii U on April 8th. Uh, the company confirmed earlier today. Previously, this shutdown was simply slated for some time in early April. This shutdown will include online cooperative play, internet rankings, and data distribution. The only exception to this termination of online services for now are the Pokemon Bank and Poke Tra uh, Transporter. While these won't be affected immediately by the end of the service, uh, Nintendo has said online services may also end at some point in the future. For other non-Nintendo published releases like uh, with online features, the company asks users to contact the game's publishers directly. As previously confirmed, players will still be able to play games uh, on their devices offline after online services end. It will also remain possible for users to download update data and re-download purchase software and downloadable content from the eShop um, for the foreseeable future. It also said that StreetPass will still be available as it uses local communication between 3DS family systems. SpotPass, however, will not be available as it depends on online communication to work. For example, you will be able to use Street Pass and Street Pass Me Plaza, which is pre-installed on 3DS family systems, but you will no longer be able to use features that um, use online communication, such as Puzzle Swap, um, the company explained. 
We sincerely thank you for using the online services of the 3DS and Wii U software for over a long period of time and apologize for any inconveniences, Nintendo wrote. This news follows the closure of the eShop on the Wii U and 3DS in March of last year, so no new purchases can be made anymore. Okay, so Street Pass is still good. Yes, um, but online play is done. Yeah, and you basically can't play any of the games. Yeah. So wait, so well, no, you, you can new puzzles in puzzles. You can still play like your games. Oh, there just won't be new puzzles. That makes yeah. sense. Um, you can play some of the games. You you can play games that work offline. Yeah, which but, I don't think are many. I don't think there's that many. Yeah, the the this wasn't a system swimming in games period, let yeah. alone online games. <laughs> I mean, there were a ton of Street Pass games. Yeah. Um, you can still Street Pass. That's basically all you could do. In yeah. Street Pass. Um, we knew this was happening. So, it's still sad to see, but... Yeah. It's just one more nail in the coffin of, you know, old video game systems. Unfortunately, I don't see a way around this. Like, like, yeah, you can hack your 3DS and play uh, games uh, and and download games and stuff, but uh, the online services for those games, they're not going to just all of a sudden open those servers up to people, you know? Which is what I think... uh, I think that should be a practice going forward yeah. for a lot of companies. Whenever a, a, a game turns its servers off, they should open public servers. Yeah. Because what's the difference? Or give you, or give out the like the source code so that you can host your own servers. Yeah, make it possible so people can have a server like in their house. Yeah. You know, um, there's like I guess security issues with that. Uh, figure it out. Yeah. Figure <laughs> fucking figure it out. Like they, they, I mean, we used to have public servers all the time in yeah. in, in in all of our old games, and mm-hmm. and I don't want to say there was never any problems because some of those servers were fucked up, right? <laughs> but uh, but uh, if you're gonna shut the game down, why not? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what even games were still had servers up on the 3ds. You know, I, I'm pretty sure most yeah. of them shut down anyway. This is just like an official nail in the coffin. All right. Uh, next news. Let's talk about the Apple stuff because this yes. is uh, potentially good news for uh, us. Similar to when the EU sued Apple and said, you better start using USB-C. And now they do. And yes. I'm very and happy. Everybody's happy except our parents because they're like, oh, why do they got to change the port? And we try to explain to them it's actually a better port and they should have done this 10 years ago. We're like, rah, 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 rah. It's Joe Biden's fault or something. I don't know. <laughs> I tune them out most of the time. Anyway, starting January 25th, Apple is opening up its app store to allow streaming apps and services. This means that services like Xbox Cloud Gaming and GeForce Now, which previously were only available on iOS via web browser, will be able to offer full featured apps. Developers can now submit a single app with the capability to stream all of its games offered in their catalog, Apple wrote in a blog post. These changes apply worldwide, according to the company. In 2020, Apple appeared to have carved out a space for these cloud gaming services in the App Store, but that turned out not to be the case as all games available through each of these services had to be submitted and reviewed as a standalone app. Uh, So the shift to allow one app with a large catalog of games marks a major change. As part of today's announcement, Apple said that each experience made available 
in an app on the App Store will require to adhere to all App Store review guidelines and its host app will need to maintain an age rating of the highest rated content included in the app. Uh, Apple also says that developers will now be able to provide enhanced discovery opportunities for streaming games, mini apps, mini games, chatbots, and plugins that are found uh, within their apps. And that mini apps, mini games, chatbots, and plugins will be available to incorporate Apple's in-app purchase system to offer their users paid digital content or services for the first time, such as subscription for an individual chatbot. The news is part of a series of shifts coming uh, to open Coming to open up the App Store following the European Commission's antitrust investigation, other changes announced today include allowing alternative app stores and browser engines in the EU. See, now that's problem, and I think what is... This is good news for us, but this is the most disappointing part, is that the EU is getting alternative app stores and yes. browser engines. So the browser engine part confused me because I have Chrome on my phone. Yeah. So like, why? what's the difference? Uh, apparently there's like other stuff that they could integrate into like other stuff from chrome that they could yeah. integrate into it i don't know how that works but alternative app stores i think is, is sorely needed yes. uh, around here because yeah. i want to be able to sideload apps and if that's available mm -hmm. we're getting fucking retro arc baby on our yeah. phones that's it's a huge deal but uh that's only going to happen if you live in the in the european union mm -hmm. uh and not many of the people here watching this live in the European Union. If you do, congratulations. You're yeah. about to get RetroArch on your phone. And maybe like friggin' Citra and all that, and a bunch of emulators. Uh, so that's great news for you. But for us, dirty Americans, we're only getting, uh, we're pretty much only getting the, the streaming uh, uh, the services, which is still good. Yeah. Because we don't have Game Pass on the phone for some reason. Correct. Or, or we, can, we could do it through a web browser, but that's mm -hmm. dumb. So having that straight up on the App Store is awesome. And yeah. and this thing works, now that I have USB-C, it works with all the stupid controllers that I have. Uh, so I, I can now just have my phone with me. I don't need to have a completely separate mm -hmm. device to play my Game Pass game. Um, so that's, that's great. Game Pass, uh, GeForce Now. Uh, Stadia, oh. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> PlayStation hopefully will yeah. have something useful. Um, right now they do Amazon not. Amazon Luna. They're not giving up on that. They're not giving up. Uh, so in the future, maybe we'll be able to play Call of Duty from our iPhones. Maybe. But, uh, again, I'm disappointed that we're not getting the alternative app store. Mm -hmm. It's possible that that still happens, but uh, it's you know that Apple does not want that to happen. Yeah. Hopefully... The FTC does something about it. Yeah. Hopefully they see this and they're like, oh, wait, yeah, we should do something too. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. America doesn't seem to uh, care too much about uh, monopolies. Yeah. Uh, LJ from WV says, the alternate app stores in the EU is Apple doing the textbook definition of malicious compliance. You'll not have much show up the way they have it set up. There are commission fees for alternate stores apps still need to be certified by apple etc yes uh they'll probably get sued again then i was trying to look it up because um sarah bond who's like the head of xbox under phil spencer like had a comment about you know even if you do like put up a third-party app store apple will still take a cut of the sales from that third-party app store mm. and she calls it a step backwards for the industry rather than a step forward 
So there's still a lot of like work that needs to be done before it actually is, you know, what we want it to be. I think in Apple's statement, they also made it clear that they do not want to do this. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the browser thing. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're like hiding behind the veil of security. Yeah. You know? Like they always do. Um, but yeah, they, I think that the European Union, they've been, they've been doing a lot of work for, yeah. for the people, you know? So I think that, uh, they will probably just sue them again and say, Hey, yeah. you need to, uh, not take the commission fees from alternate app stores or something, or they'll, they'll, maybe it won't be something as cut and dry as that, but it'll be something else. Anyway. Uh, oh. And because of this, Fortnite's back. Hooray! <laughs> yes, uh, everyone's favorite game is back. Really, really, the the pioneers of this. Yes. <laughs> uh, remember Fortnite on iOS? The official Fortnite account on Twitter posted. Uh, how about we bring that back? But don't get too excited if you're a Fortnite player in the U.S. or the U.K., for example, because Fortnite for iOS is only headed back to your iPhone if you live in the European user user y- European union i nailed it that's a sign first track um why is that well apple's hand is being forced by the new eu law called the digital markets act uh in fact fortnite explicitly gave a shout out to the dma in its announcement and thanked it for making fortnite's return possible uh the most relevant part of this mandate is that apple must enable users in the eu to access alternative marketplaces on their devices and permit developers to distribute their apps through those alternative platforms with the DMA, Fortnite no longer ha- has to play by Apple's App Store rules. You know, if readers recall, Epic Games and Apple had a very public falling out a while back in August of 2020. Uh, those uh, those who play the massively popular shooter uh, can buy in-game items and character skins via Fortnite currency, V-Bucks. Uh, that summer, Epic Games launched a new way uh, for Fortnite players to purchase V-Bucks at a discount by bypassing the App Store in-app purchases and buying directly from Epic Games. Apple didn't like it. They took the game down, and then that was Epic's uh, basically Trojan horse to sue them to try and get them to do it. And but, we talked about it for two years straight. Yes. Um, so, yeah, according to Apple, iOS changes related to the EU's DMA will roll out in March with iOS 17.4. Remember, at least for now, this only affects the European Union. So, sorry, America. England and players everywhere else around the world. There's still no Fortnite iOS app for you. However, there are other ways to play Fortnite on your device via third-party services such as Game Pass or uh, Cloud Ga- uh, GeForce Now. Yeah, I don't. I, I it's such a big blow to Fortnite to not be on Apple devices. Yeah, and and even Google Play. So like, yeah, I'm surprised that that kind of just blew over and everyone was just kind of like, okay, that's just how it is now. Well, I feel like, well, you can still get Fortnite on Android phones. You just can't get it through the Google play store. Yeah. That was never really a problem. I think in terms of like iOS, I think iOS was like the biggest market for Fortnite. But by this point, like Fortnite runs on everything. So there, you're going to find a way to play Fortnite. It's not the end of the world. It's just such a weird such yeah. a weird thing to me that they took a stand and then they mm-hmm. kind of sort of failed. But now all of us, like everybody was kind of calling them stupid for even doing that. And yeah. now, uh, now they're being proven right yeah. by all <laughs> the European <laughs> union, union stuff. Um, anyway, there's more stuff that we got to plow through and talk about. Yes. Like for example, Celeste 64, no one was expecting no. Celeste 64. 
Uh, it is free, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on itch.io. Yes. Uh, it comes up on your Windows computer as a virus. So make sure you turn off Windows Defender or whatever. Uh, it runs on my Ein Loki, which is the lowest powered Windows device that I have. Okay. Um, and it runs great. And it plays very good. Yeah. It plays a little bit like an N64 game in for better and also for worse. Yes. Uh, the camera is a little weird. It's still free look rotating. Yeah. But uh, it is a little strange. But okay. it's very good. I like it a lot. Nice. So, yeah, Extremely Okay Games, the team behind Celeste, delighted fans by releasing a game free on Monday night. This new game is called Celeste 64, Fragments of the Mountain, and it's basically a mashup of the original Celeste and Super Mario 64. And it's free! Uh, if you're jumping into the game, don't expect to get a full game's worth of content for free. The developers describe the game as a small, heartfelt 3D platformer on the game's itch.io page and says it took about a week to make. Uh, it's likely the studio is still largely focused on finishing its next title, Earthblade, regardless of its size, uh, Celeste 64 sure is a charming and gives off Super Mario 64 vibes. So it's um, it's like a big sandbox. Yeah. You just kind of collect the strawberries. But it's fun. And it does give you a lot of Mario 64 vibes. Yeah. Uh, and it, you, it if you played Celeste, you can imagine what this is like. You got the dash. You got the, yeah. the jumping and whatever. Except you can only dash forward. And um, you can hang on to walls. And you... In the regular Celeste, you can only hang on to a wall for a little bit, and then you'll start to slide down. In this, mm -hmm. you can hang on to a wall, I think, indefinitely. Um, so there's a couple of things that are different and unique and that you wouldn't expect. But otherwise, it's just a straight-up platform where you collect the strawberries, and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So uh, give it a try. It's free. It's, it's available on Windows and on Linux. I bet you could probably get it to run on Mac if you... Uh, do wine or something because it's yeah. a very small uh it's a very small game it'd be great if the, it could run an n64 uh emulator but mm. i think that there's a lot more going on here that yeah isn't actually gonna work on n64 hardware but it's cool I, I'm, I'm very excited that this uh came out and uh i like it so far nice and it's free so what are you gonna complain about yeah i'm excited for earthblade too that's their next game mm -hmm. uh and it looks like celeste but with My with weapons Okay. With guns? I don't know if it's a gun. No, you that's a sword. Oh, okay. You have a sword. It's Celeste with a sword. But it it doesn't have the same sort of charming pixel art style. So I, I'm a little I'm a little turned off by it. Yeah. But uh it looks good. I'll try it. Anyway. Uh next news. Let's talk about Spec Ops the line. Remember this? You like this game. Oh, a lot. this game is great. Uh but it's too late. You can't play it anymore. Uh, earlier today, players noticed that Spec Ops The Line was no longer available to purchase on Steam, leading many to fear that the acclaimed third-person shooter have been quietly delisted without warning. Sadly, 2K has since confirmed that is the case, and the publisher has also explained why it pulled the landmark shooter. Developed by Jaeger and released back in 2012, Spec Ops The Line was a reboot of the lesser-known Spec Ops franchise. Like those past games, the Line was a third-person military shooter. However, the 2012 reboot garnered critical acclaim at launch thanks to its narrative, which depicted a soldier in the deserts of Dubai slowly losing his grip on reality, offering a metacritical take on the way some military shooters glorify the horrors of war. While it didn't sell as many copies as 2K would have liked, the game has gone on to become a cult favorite among shooter fans, and now it is no longer on Steam. 
On January 29th, folks began to notice that Spec Ops The Line has been removed from Steam and other storefronts like Fanatical. Uh, some people wondered if 2K had delisted the game, possibly due to expiring licenses um, on some music featured in it, and that seems to be the case according to a 2K spokesperson. Spec Ops The Line will no longer be available on online storefronts as several partnership uh, licenses related to the game are expiring, explained the 2K in a statement sent over to Kotaku. Though specific licenses were named, but among the noteworthy music included uh, in the game are Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner and Rooster by Alice in Chains. That's usually what happens. Yes. It's usually a licensing. Yeah, and that's it sucks that the music is the reason why these games get pulled. Because I'll never, I to this day, I don't understand how a movie released in like 1977 with licensed music can be re- released and re-released constantly in perpetuity but a video game from 10 years ago can't be sold anymore because fucking Alice in Chains said no <laughs> I think they have the movies have better relationships with the record companies you would think that yeah okay but like by the same time games industry is like how many years old games industry makes how many billions yeah, of dollars more that than music shouldn't be the case games like tony hawk's pro skater guitar hero rock band you know all these other big franchises that license games well license if, music for games if you're gonna have your song in a movie it's like oh i'm gonna be in a movie that's cool yeah if you're gonna have your song in a game these people are like i don't give a fuck about the game <laughs> oh that's cute you want to put my my song in a game not that that should be the case. You, you you tell that to Goldfinger, and you you <laughs> ask them how they feel about that. Yeah, that's literally all they had was was being in oh, that. And uh, what about uh, Dragon Force? Oh yeah, they yeah. wouldn't exist if it wasn't yeah. for being in Guitar Hero. But no, that that's just the way that these uh, record companies were looking at video games at the time. Well, now I think things are a little different. Yeah. Uh, the publisher assured players uh, that owners of the game will still be able to download and replay Spec Ops Online uninterrupted, but it will no longer be easy to buy. <coughs> Sorry, to buy a digital copy moving fuck? forward. I think my stroke is coming back. Currently, <laughs> the game is still for sale on GOG, but the above statement seems to indicate that will soon change. I do want to note that I did see an update. It is also no longer available for purchase on the Xbox Store, so you can't play it on Xbox anymore. We see this happen a lot with these licensing issues. I think that there's just a terrible uh, way that these companies keep up with the licenses that are in the games. Yeah. Like, you know, if I were the company, I would have a Google Calendar notification for 10 yeah. years from now. Our license for Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner is going to run out. Uh, make sure you renew the license, yeah. you know? Or take it out of the game. Yeah. Update the game to take to take it out. Because which like, would be hard to do, but still like if you you need to keep the game up. Yeah, cuz this is what we're talking about like you know, games get pulled and delisted all the time for random things. Something that could easily be fixed like a license renewal is not worth it to 2K and they're just they're perfectly fine letting this become lost media. I think it'll come back up. I think that they just drag their feet on, I hope on so. fixing it. Because yeah. this is honestly one of the best games of that generation. In, in the era of like the rise of Call of Duty Modern Warfare and every game trying to be that, you had this game that was, yes, trying to be that, but also trying to say something about those types of games. And the insanity of like trying to be, you know, a war hero at a time when, you know, war should not have been glorified.
Yeah, it was like a it was a commentary on yeah. on on war at a time when everybody was making yeah. war games and stuff. Uh, I saw this tweet though that I thought was interesting, funny in a bad way. Uh, it was a quote tweet of Wario sixty four saying that they delisted the game, and mm-hmm. then this guy Matthew Kumar said, "As the intentional community, as the as the in holy shit, your stroke <laughs> passed on to me." As the international community have recently decided that it's fine to use white phosphorus on civilians, this game no longer makes sense, and it has been delisted as a result. I guess. Yeah, that was a big, uh, this is a big, big oh, thing in the game. Yeah, that was a big, big yeah. shit moment in the game. Um, so if you can track down a physical copy of this game, it was released on PS3 and Xbox 360. You can play it on modern Xboxes through backwards compatibility. So I highly recommend you do that. If you have a copy of it on Steam already, download it to make sure you have it on your system and play it because this game fucking kicks ass. This is also a great excuse to pirate the game. Yes, that too. (laughs) Stealing is okay. Let's talk very quickly about the Xbox Developer Direct. Just go right to Indiana Jones. Okay. Because we don't care about anything else. Well, I'll, I'll, real quick, Senua Saga does look cool. I does did, look cool. I did download the first game on my Steam Deck because it was $3, so I'm going to give that a try really soon. But honestly, we finally got the official reveal of Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Uh, over 13 minutes of gameplay footage, a developer insight. This new journey starting the legendary archaeologist comes from Machine Games, the minds behind Wolfenstein, the New Order, and the New Colossus in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games and executive produced by Bethesda Game Studios' Todd Howard. Uh, f- yeah. So what, what do you, uh, your, I want your thoughts. You're the Indiana Jones guy. I am in on this. You know how I say don't pre-order games? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pre-ordering this game. This game looks so good. It's going to be on Game Pass. Oh, you don't have Game Pass. Pass. No, so I'm going to buy my game. Uh, this game looks awesome. It, I think it took everyone by surprise that it's going to be a first-person game. But Yes. Like... People are mad about that. Those people, people are upset. Those people are dumb. Yeah, okay? that's a little here's, dumb. Here's the thing. If this game was third person, all anybody would say was, this looks like Uncharted or this looks like Tomb Raider. When it needs to not be that. Because yeah. Indiana Jones, not only did he inspire Uncharted and Tomb Raider, he is fundamentally different from what those games are. Those games are platformers. And if you watch the movie, any of the movies, Indiana Jones doesn't really do a lot of platforming he does he, so, he does some uh some whip he jumps. does some whip jumps he does some you know hops between tanks but like as as it shows in the trailer his primary doing a whip focus jump. is like you know puzzle solving exploration punt and punching nazis in the face action yeah. yes and this game you know from the from the gameplay footage shows all of that and i think putting it from the first person perspective really heightens that ability because it forces you to use your mind to explore, to puzzle solve. It de-emphasizes the platforming aspect of it. Not that you're not going to be hopping, you know, you'll see in the trailer, you hop from plane to plane, but like it's not the focus of the game like so many other past Indiana Jones have been. I think that there are a lot of similarities between this and Uncharted, but that's just because Uncharted is an Indiana Jones game. (laughs) It's trying to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, this looks like there's going to be like little small sandboxes of you going around uh, stealthily killing people or, yeah. or 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 shooting them and fighting them, uh, which is good. Uh, that's that's yeah. the type of game that I'm that I'd be interested in. Uh, and I, I 
am interested to jump into the world of Indiana Jones. Yes, I think this is because I I looked the last Indiana major Indiana Jones game we got, and not even that major, was the Staff of Kings in 2009. That was a Wii, a Wii and PlayStation 2 game. Hmm. And the, you know, 2009 was also the year we got Uncharted 2, the best in the series. So you have like the king of archaeology exploration being outshone by like the new generation and now the king has returned to like put everybody in their place so you're you're a fan of specifically indiana jones games well <laughs> paul i'm a fan of indiana jones <laughs> yes period yes but also i have i have i'm on a quest to find out the best indiana jones game because i feel like he is a character that has been underutilized mm -hmm. in the realm of games and okay. i feel like like games have gotten close but they're always missing something like um infernal machine on n64 mm -hmm. it's good it's got like a lot of like exploration but it's you know n64 game so it's very finicky and fiddly and like doesn't really work all that well emperor's tomb on xbox has a lot of good combat but you know, the exploration and that stuff is very janky. I feel like we've reached a point now with machine games who have proven themselves with games like, you know, the Wolfenstein series. And also, too, a lot of the staff worked on Escape from Butcher Bay and uh, The Darkness, other acclaimed first-person games that we finally have an Indiana Jones game that could reach the heights of, like, the original trilogy. How do you think he looks? He looks phenomenal. I'll also say this. Troy Baker is doing the voice of Indiana Jones. That's another thing with the 3D Indiana Jones games. None of them sound like Harrison Ford. <laughs> this is the closest This is the closest an Indiana Jones game has come to getting somebody who sounds like Harrison Ford. I thought it was AI. When I heard really? it, I thought that they did something wacky. and Because and, it sounded exactly like yeah. Harrison Ford. And then I learned it was Troy Baker. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? So... It's funny because like a month before this came out, AJ Lucasio, he did Marty McFly in the Back to the Future games. Oh, yeah. And he he's sounds good. exactly like Marty. Yeah, he's very good. He does a uh, Harrison Ford impression that sounds even better than this. Oh, God. So I thought I was convinced they were going to get him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a, it's a modern AAA game. So Troy Baker's required to be the main character. Yeah. And I mean, he's great. Yeah. He's he doing does a good Yeah. He's, he's doing, you know, he understands the assignment. So uh i'm all in take my money i will buy the deluxe edition of this fucking thing <laughs> so you can play it a week early yeah so i can play it a week early and you know if it, if the physical version comes with a hat guess what honey <laughs> i'm buying the hat you do have an indiana jones hat sitting out apparently i though. do uh ike lewis says i think we'll see a port of indie on the switch too no no because this is a first party microsoft exclusive yes it, it, it might be on pc yeah no yeah. it'll be on pc yeah so you'll have to get uh, Windows handheld. I don't know. I mean, this was like last, like the week we missed. So like, I didn't like find an article in time, but I know there was talks of like, oh no, we did talk about this. Like maybe Hi-Fi Rush might come to PlayStation. Yeah, wait. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, it, it got ported to what? Well, right now it's on Xbox and PC. Oh, but so there's the rumor that Hi-Fi right. Rush might get ported to PlayStation and Switch. Right, right, right. So... Maybe they are opening their doors to, but you bet your ass to like if if Sony's got like Spider Man and Wolverine, you know Microsoft wants their own exclusive third party major license. So they got Indiana Jones, they got Blade. I'm, I'm also <laughs> excited for Blade. Right. 
So are you gonna play this on Xbox or are you gonna play I'm it gonna on play, Steam Deck? I'm, I'm gonna play this on Xbox. I wanna watch I wanna play it on my big ass TV. Okay. And if I like the game enough, I will buy it again on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I've been rebuying a lot of games on Steam because A, they're like two dollars and B like I can play them on the t- <laughs> <laughs> You need like a like a Steam box. Like a like what do you call them? A computer. Like a oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, more stuff. Yes. What else? Oh, there's a lot of Xbox stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move. Ah, let's just talk about Rock Band real quick. All right, real quick. Rock Band 4 is ending DLC after 16 years. I can't believe that. How, how, have they really been? Is there a list of DLC by, by time, like year? Yeah. If you go to the Wikipedia page for Rock Band, it'll list DLC by year oh, i'm here yeah uh that's what i want to see oh this is year of the song release if you go all the way to the bottom release date here we go okay okay it is by a release date holy yeah. shit so it started in 2007 yeah and we're scrolling and we're scrolling mm-hmm. and we'll do this forever i want to <laughs> see like if they if you go all the way to the bottom you know how on wikipedia they have like the block of like you know related articles mm-hmm. keep going right there in that bo- the box at the bottom, the very bottom, it should say DLC additional songs by year. Oh no, but yeah, but they're they're here. They're 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 sorted by year. Oh, this already. is the whole. This, this is, is all the master yeah, list. This is the master list. I just yeah. wanted to see if they've really been releasing that many in the past couple of years, and they have. Yeah, there were a lot in 2021, 2022. Yeah. They kind of fell off in 2023, I think. I mean, there's still a lot. I think there was still like a lot more than I was expecting. One, I think there was like a one year break before Rock Band Four came out, and okay. then they've just been like keeping it going ever since. That's crazy. Yeah, that there's this many, and I'm glad that they did because there's really no reason to release a new rock band. Yeah, if you just support the one that you have. Yeah, and since Rock Band Four, they've been supporting it. They've been releasing new songs for it fairly regularly. Uh. They they've found a way to get all your old songs into Rock Band Four to get your old instruments to work with Rock Band Four. Like they really finally figured out like what Rock Band should be, and they they had a passionate community keeping it going. Yeah, and you know it's two thousand eight hundred songs. That's fucked up. <laughs> over sixteen years. Jesus Christ. And it's it's finally gonna finally coming to an end. Fried Biscuits in the chat says, thank God for Clone Hero. Yes, yes, but also, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed in Clone Hero because everybody uses Clone Hero, and I think it could be a lot better than it is. Yeah. It's not as customizable as I would have hoped mm-hmm. for it to be. Um, But it's nice. It's cool. You can get packs of all of those songs in it. Um, Yeah. But still, man, it's so much easier to just buy Rock Band on fucking Steam yeah. and just play it that way uh i forgot what they said they they haven't announced what the last song is going to be but like their last few songs they said the last two songs are going to be like sad ones like it's all like goodbye songs oh god <laughs> so, so <laughs> they are working on new stuff harmonics yes well they're now they're owned by epic right and they're doing like rhythm games in Fortnite, I like did. how psionics the makers of rocket league are now doing racing games in Fortnite. yeah i did hear about that. um so there's rumors that they're doing their own thing, but also I think that they're just trying to fucking make yeah. rhythm games in Fortnite. I think that Fortnite is trying to turn into Roblox where you just make 
any type of game sounds in, like in it. Fortnite. So they have Cyanox working on the racing engine. They have uh, the harmonics working on the rhythm engine. Yeah. Will made a tiny error. Rock Band for for always supports the peripherals from Rock Band one and two. Anything made from Rock Band three does not work on Rock Band four. The incorrect the <laughs> the specific Rock Band like pro instruments that are basically like real guitars that like try to actually teach you to play guitar. Those don't work in Rock Band four. The regular ass Rock Band instruments. Aside from the keyboard, won't work. Uh, will work in Rock Band Four. Also, you got to remember, Rock Band One through Three was on one generation of systems. Rock Band Four was on the next generation of systems, and there was no guarantee that the instruments were going to work cross-platform. And they worked with Microsoft and Sony to make that work. I'm using uh, the Rock Band. It's the Fender guitar that we had that i pulled out of the out of the crawl space the strat or the bass i think it's the bass right what was that from two i feel like that was two, from two. That yeah was from two, yeah still works yeah uh all right next news let's oh a walmart is removing starfield is yes this, is this like when they got rid of metallica's album did they get rid of metallica's album the famous part where there's a, a fuck word in some album so they removed it from walmart and then they they started putting adult parental advisories on albums i mean that's a whole other thing i know uh nirvana on in utero they had the song rate me but in order to get it sold in the walmart they changed it on the album to waif me <laughs> waif me yeah okay because kurt cobain's like i buy albums at walmart you got, i gotta sell uh, my album he's like kids buy albums at walmart it's just the name the on name of the, the song okay. yeah okay fine Walmart's got a lot of like weird picadillos when it comes to like selling music. Yeah, but so, guns, go guns, right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like uh, as though Walmart may be throwing out physical copies of Xbox Series X console exclusive Starfield starting as early as next week. With the rise of digital media, physical media sales have been steadily shrinking. Major retailers have started pulling out of the physical media space with Best Buy recently ending its sales of DVD and Blu-ray discs. I forgot to run to Best Buy to see if I can get anything for cheap. So they're probably no, all done by now. I feel like no shot. I feel yeah. like they would rather destroy the physical media in the back yeah. than sell it to you for cheap. Probably. Uh, there have been rumblings that Walmart is preparing to uh, make its way out of the physical business as well. A report from last year suggests that Walmart has uh, was going to stop selling physical Xbox games, and now there is more evidence to back up those claims. Some Walmart employees have shared memos on social media revealing the order to dispose of the Xbox-exclusive Starfield. According to the memo, Walmart is going to mark down physical copies of Starfield from $69.99 to $0.03 cents starting on Monday, January 22nd. Why do they got to be weird about it? I don't know. A point-of-sale block is planned uh, to go into effect that same day, meaning customers will not be able to actually purchase the game. However, it's possible some could get lucky and manage to snag Starfield for next to nothing regardless of the point-of-sale block. In any case, the plan is to gather copies of Starfield and dispose of them by Monday, February 5th. While it's possible this memo has been faked, reliable insider Wario64 said that uh, they saw the same memo from another source. 
it it's it's crazy inflation has gotten so bad that pennying something out has gone from one cent to, to three, three cents, cents. yeah because <laughs> at gamestop we used to when something wasn't on sale anymore it would be one penny and mm -hmm. that means go throw this out yeah you know and that would happen with strategy guides and all this shit that yeah. i would when i first started working at gamestop i would take home everything yeah and then i was like i all i, I got all do this, this crap now i don't want any of this stuff yeah. anymore uh, as far as Starfield goes, uh, this development doesn't have any bearing on the game's future. The vast majority of Starfield players purchased the game digitally, either through Steam or Xbox, or played it through Game Pass. Regardless of Walmart's allegedly getting rid of uh, the game's physical copies, Bethesda still has big plans to support the game throughout 2024. A new Starfield update is currently being beta. Blah 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 blah. I'm interested to know how much, how many physical copies they actually even sold. I know I, they don't really talk about that stuff, but no. I'd imagine that most of the sales for Starfield specifically were digital because of Xbox and Game Pass. Yes, because they were really pushing digital stuff. Um, as no secret that Xbox is moving towards an all digital future. Right, and if we're going to go into the next article now, that future might come sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm jumping around. Yeah. Well, no, you're leading right into the next one. Okay. Uh, on Thursday, the company said it plans to lay off uh, more than 1,900 staff across Xbox, Bethesda, and Activision Blizzard. The cuts are believed to be wide-ranging, impacting various areas of Microsoft's gaming business from uh, customer support to development. Microsoft has also shut down departments dedicated to bringing Xbox games to physical retail, which if you've seen the digital-only Xbox console leaks, well, you get an idea of where Microsoft is going, according to Windows Central editor uh, Jez Corden. Note, reducing retail teams does not confirm uh, Microsoft is quitting physical retail for Xbox games yet, but they outsourced, but uh, they can outsource and might be consolidating here, he added. Legal documents leaked in September potentially laid bare key elements of Microsoft's gaming strategy for years to come, including plans to launch an adorably all-digital Xbox Series X console codenamed Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> while, it plans, while plans may have changed, according to the documents, the console was targeted for November of this year um, with a price of $500. US. There's, there are certain AAA games with 80% plus digital shares on Xbox these days, so it's not too surprising. Um, Dan Daniel Ahmed, director of research and insights at Nico Partners, said in response to Corden's claims, indicative of just indicative of how next gen will be for sure. The analysis added, while most AAA games currently receive dual physical and digital releases, um, some are only available to download digitally. High-profile examples include last October's Alan Wake 2 and Xbox's Hellblade 2, which will release in May. I forgot the Hellblade's going to yeah. be digital. Wasn't the last one all digital? Yeah, the last one was all digital, and everyone's like acting all surprised that this one's going to be all digital. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, they're like smaller games, aren't they? I mean, they're like big budget games, but they sell them for cheaper. Well, the the the, the, the thesis behind the first Hellblade, this is when Ninja Theory was independent. Yeah. They wanted to do a high quality independent game that like was had the allure of a triple a game they called it a double a game hmm. and it was and it was successful and it sold well and now they're finally making the, the follow-up to it and it's following the same pattern mm -hmm. so i'm curious why they are codenaming this new console brooklyn <laughs> they name it after places what was the last one Scorp scorpion Scorp scorpio wasn't that project uh that was the xbox one x yeah so it was the xbox one then wasn't it uh, was one it of them place? was durango or oh. was that the 360 era I, I i don't remember that name i remember scorpio and 
fucking Dumbo, <laughs> fucking Bronx, baby. Bronx. So, do you think this is? I don't think that this new console is coming out this year. Uh I I would not be surprised if it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Scarlet, Thank Scarlet, you. yeah, Sleeping Toasty. I don't. I mean, I can see it coming. I would not be surprised if it comes out this year. Okay. You know, I think, you know, 2024, we're finally getting games for this thing. It would be, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do like a, a slight refresh on the Xbox brand. You know, because Sony just put out a re, uh, redo of their system. Yeah, I, 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 need, a, I, I need to see what the actual difference is going to be, how it's going to play differently from the current uh, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not much different. Like, I mean, I, I would love to be able to say, like, this thing's more powerful yeah. than the last one, but uh, I don't want developers to have to... I don't want games to be more segmented than they already are, right. you know? But I think developing games has become more easy now than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, because uh, the engines are just a lot more flexible now. Um, not, it's not to say that they're easy, but they're easier than they've been before, especially if you're doing it for multi-platforms. There's a lot of, a lot of tools for putting things on different platforms. Yeah. Um, compared to how it used to be. Like the PlayStation 3 era, that was a fucking nightmare for people yeah. to make multi-platform games. Um, but anyway, no surprise. Microsoft is uh, doing away with uh, physical media. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame because then we're going to end up with issues like Spec Ops The Line where you can't uh, buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Dismukes in the YouTube chat says, thanks for the spec ops delisting news. Had no idea. Just grabbed it on GOG for six bucks. There you go. Oh, baby. Um, also I'll say thank you to random heart for the 21 months who says I tried to buy the last two copies of Starfield at my local Walmart. I got to the register and the guy said they wouldn't ring up. So he ha- he got his manager and his manager told me that they had to destroy them rather than sell them to me. What an asshole. So at if that- I worked there, I would have said, here's one of the copies. Yeah. Pretend like this didn't happen. What would have happened if they were going to destroy them anyway? What would have happened had you taken the copies and just ran out the door? <laughs> Uh, he would have been arrested, or or, or the he they they would have made a big stink with the yeah. guy at the the guy in the yellow shirt at the front would have oh, made yeah. a big stink the, about the it. old man checking receipts. Yeah. yeah, but that manager should have said, "Yeah, mm. we'll just call it destroyed." Yeah. Here you go. You know, like what's gonna happen? I mean, he can get in a lot of trouble, but like, so what? Who cares? The Walmart yeah. gives a shit. Yeah, if that happened at my GameStop, we would have let you walk out with it. Um, isn't there a value before it's a felony? Six cents. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, a felony, but it's still stealing, yeah. you know. Anyway, uh, where are we? What's next? Uh, next is more Xbox news, but this time it's good news. I think maybe indie select. Indie select. Uh, ID at Xbox has launched a curated program to highlight the top indie games on its platform. The Indie Selects program will consist of games selected by ID at Xbox team showcasing in a permanent section on the Xbox store. Games will be spotlighted every Wednesday on dedicated channels, including one uh, for recently released games, another for games revolving around a weekly theme, uh, which players can suggest on social media. There will also be a channel dedicated to indie games from across the world as well as titles available for pre-order and games for players to wishlist. 
During the last week of the month, there will be a showcase where six titles are deemed indie selects as voted on by the idea Xbox team. These titles will be featured in a special collection uh, for the week as um, will be, we'll have an article published on the Xbox wire and developers will receive digital award uh, with dedicated permanent and curated collection in the Xbox store. We'll be able to bring more attention to games that we feel are particularly special. Uh, everything from current favorites to older gems from new creators around the world. This has been getting a lot of comparisons to Summer of Arcade. You remember that? No, I don't remember that. Uh, during the Xbox 360 era, every summer, they would do the Summer of Arcade, where every month uh, they would debut two brand new indie games. Mm. This is where we got uh, Bastion and Super Meat Boy and um, Braid and okay. Fez. It was like when brand new indie games would get a big showcase and a big push. And it was it was good PR for Microsoft. Yeah. It was good PR for the games itself. That went away in uh, the Xbox One era, <clears throat> partially because they didn't want to make the distinction between an Xbox Live Arcade game and a full retail game because they were all available digitally at mm. that point. So they were trying to make it like there's no real difference. Games are games are games. But the problem with that was all the indie games that needed promotion got lost in the shuffle. So okay. now they're finally doing something to like bring indie games to the spotlight again. Yeah, I remember Xbox Live Arcade was such a great place for indie stuff. Yeah. So I, I'd like for Microsoft to do something to highlight indie games again. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's Steam that has all the good yeah. indie stuff. And you know what? Nintendo's been doing a pretty good job highlighting indie games. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'd be nice if Microsoft did the same thing. Right now, uh, the ones that they're showing, they, they have like different categories here. One of them is Stray, which I think was an okay game. <laughs> and one of them is Raji, which I'm mad at them because they sponsored a video of mine and then uh, pulled out at the last second and didn't pay me after I made the ad. Oh. So fuck them. Whack. Don't like that game for those reasons. Anyway. Uh, wait, you have to show receipts at Walmart? Who do they think they are? Costco? <laughs> you have to show a receipt at Walmart? Yeah, people just. I mean, walk out. I think Walmart. if you have like a big cart, they do ask to see your receipt. Okay. But yeah, I've like bought a thing and just left. I've never shown a receipt at Walmart. I don't think. Anyway, uh, let's plow through the rest of these. Rock City pulls Suicide Squad. Now we're into. We should have put this higher up. We should have put this. This higher up. was fucked. I don't. I can't believe that they did this. They pulled Suicide. The, the game was out. Well, early access. The game was yeah. early access for one hour, and then they. We're like, no, it's too broken. Yeah. Developer Rocksteady was forced to pull Suicide Squad servers offline less than an hour into its early access release after players experienced a bug which automatically completed the game after they logged in for the first time. Uh, the online co-op title officially releases on February 2nd. However, those who purchased the more expensive deluxe edition can play 72 hours early. The first territory to go live was New Zealand, with many international players using the popular region trick on Xbox consoles in order to play Suicide Squad early. However, less than an hour after the game went live, Rocksteady took the servers offline and told players the downtime would last several hours while it investigated an auto game completing bug. 
We are aware that a number of players are currently experiencing an issue whereby upon logging into the game for the first time, they have full story completion, the studio said. To resolve this issue, we will be performing maintenance on the game servers. During this time, the game will be unavailable. We expect this to take several hours and we'll update once we have more information. We apologize for the inconvenience. Following several delays, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League uh, is tended for release on February 24th. Sorry, so February 2nd, 2024. Uh, Rocksteady did eventually say it discovered the cause of the issue and is testing a fix to resolve it. Uh, I believe they eventually did. Yeah, it's got to be back by I, now. I believe it has officially been resolved. So, I mean, you could play this. What's the big deal anyway? If if uh, the game says that you completed it, yeah. but you didn't. Is that is that the issue, or is it that you physically cannot play anymore? I don't know how, because usually, like when you play a game and you get a hundred percent completion, you can still play the game. Yeah, like what's the big? I don't, if it just says you hundred percent, and it just re, just remove that from yeah. people, you know. Um, but this should be a lesson <coughs> in early access. If the game comes out on February second, put the goddamn game out on February second. Yeah, you know. The worst part about it is in order to get the early access, I think it was like you had to buy the $100 edition of the game and for $100 to play it early and then Rocksteady all of a sudden tells you you can't play it early. <laughs> yeah, I would be pissed. If that happened with Starfield, like I yeah. wanted to play the game early so I pay $100 or whatever and then they, they I play it for five minutes and then they take the game yeah. away from me, that I would be so pissed. I don't know, man. This it's bad enough, like, nothing about this game has been good. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that it's a live service game, the fact that it's got delayed out the wazoo, the fact that, uh, you know, you can't play it early access even though you paid $100 for it, the fact that they didn't give review codes out to anybody, you know, the fact that they had a bad preview event, so they tried to get all the streamers to say, like, hey, we're break NDA, talk about how good it is, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for this game. Yeah. I'm... I, I I'm rooting for it. Like I want it to be good. I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. hope that it's bad or anything. I mean, I do like how what they're doing with the battle pass. Like usually the battle pass lasts like however long it does, and then like you can't play that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And Rock said he's like, no, you you can play it as long as the game works. So I did hear that the game's also like ten hours. Okay, well, which that's, honestly, that's not bad. That's fine for me. I think like Gotham like, Knights is supposed to be to like 10. Gotham Knights is supposed to be like sixteen. Honestly, I'm, I'd be, I would be more inclined to play it if it was for yeah. eight hours. So, I mean, I'll keep an eye on it. I don't know. Definitely not going to play it anytime soon. That's mm -hmm. definitely going to be a wait till it's on steep discount right. and the offline mode comes in. Uh, all right. Blizzard gets new president under Microsoft. All right. I basically wanted to read this because I wanted to make fun of Bobby Kotick one more time. Uh, video game developer... Uh, oh, you put me behind a paywall. Yeah, Kubrick. I can't read it. But All right. th there's a new, they got rid of Bobby Kotick, and yeah. we got a new guy. Mike Ybarra. Yeah. No, Mike Ybarra left. Oh. And he is being replaced by Joanna Ferries, uh, former Call of Duty um, and NFL executive. NFL? She, yeah. Okay. She's taking over uh, the Blizzard Entertainment side of Activision Blizzard under Microsoft. Oh. Okay. There, there was concern because she comes from the Call of Duty side of things. And over the past few years, notable idiot Bobby Kodak has been trying to force Blizzard to make games at the same clip as the Call of Duty team right. does. Blizzard famously 
takes their time to make games. They don't put out a game until it's done. It, it took them like 10 years to make a sequel to StarCraft. And Bobby Kodak's like, you should put a StarCraft game out every year. That's what Call of Duty does. I heard that people didn't like Mike Yabara. He was put in charge in August of 2021. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I know when Mike Ibarra was put in charge, he was also put in charge. Oh, what was it? This was after like the, the initial like controversies with like the sexual harassment controversies came out mm-hmm. and they got rid of blizzards, like top brass. He was, re- and that, that one guy was replaced by Mikey Ibarra and Jen O'Neill, who was the head of vicarious visions. Jen O'Neill quit like less than a month into her tenure because she found out she was she had the same job as Mikey Barra, but was not being paid anywhere near as much as Mikey Barra was being paid for. I remember that. So she got she got out of there. I think uh there were some questionable decisions by Mikey Barra. Uh I think people might attribute him to some of the uh um some of the bad release schedules or, or well, Mikey Barr was also on the Xbox one team back when it was like the initial reveal of Xbox one, mm-hmm. when it wasn't going to be a game console, it was going to be an entertainment center. Okay. And he was showing off all the connect features during their initial release. So he's like closely associated with that era of Xbox. When, yeah. When they really shot themselves in the foot yeah. with the announcement of the Xbox one and then Sony fucking schooled them. Yeah. Um, what did they make recently? A sequel to Overwatch for no reason. I I feel like I think people attributed him to the uh, Overwatch Two stuff. Like he's the reason why mm. Overwatch Two happened. Um, I, but I don't know. I mean, it was done under his leadership. So yeah. All right. Last news. Um, day before Dev blames bloggers for game failure. Let of me see. I, I can just like skip right to the quote because it's a very long response. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Yeah. So the developer of, uh, the day before the infamous, uh, steam game that was like re- released and then delisted and then shut down and whatnot. It was a disaster. Um, the team behind it released a statement, uh, regarding the game in the second half of the statement. Uh, it calls out certain bloggers for seemingly making huge money by creating false content for views that has, according to the statement, incentivize other content creators to jump on the bandwagon and further contribute to that apparent hate campaign against it. Then we get what is truly an unhinged part of the statement, which uh, the writer is going to relay in full for, uh, for us below. Um, And it says, remember the experiment where you're asked to count uh, pink objects in a room and then recall the blue ones. You won't remember any. It's all about focus. The negative bias instilled in certain bloggers making money on hate affected perception of the game. So, it's our fault this game did so badly. The game is clearly garbage. Yes. But I do think there is this sort of hive mind that happens where once a game is released or releasing, the first couple of uh uh what do you call it? The first couple of impressions will shape the rest of the impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that. I but if a game is just so horribly bad, there's no yeah, there's no shaping impressions. You know, like Starfield is an example 
uh, where people were mad about it and it wasn't that great of a game when it came out. Mm -hmm. And I think that if the first couple of impressions just said, this game's amazing, yeah, we might be in a completely different narrative right now. I think we're experiencing that with Suicide Squad right now, honestly, because like the impressions of it are like very negative. Yeah, uh, and we don't know like how good it actually is. Yeah, but uh, I think that a game like uh, the day before might just be so bad that there's no, you know, even yeah. if the first couple of impressions were good, people would eventually get it and be like, "What are we talking about? This game is bad," you know. So I do think that he's. Uh, has a little bit of a point, but he's a, he's also mostly unhinged. The, the mostly unhinged. The game is just is just flat out bad. Okay. Uh. Anyway, you have I put it in there. The quit of the week. Quit of the week. Quit of the week. This is from Michael Irving, who says, uh, "Well, it's an Elon Musk tweet that says." The first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. And then he said, uh, Mike Irving said, the audio log you find in a trashed office in a sci-fi horror game. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see somebody took uh, that and put it like over the Resident Evil. Yes. <laughs> uh. Honestly, I think I saw the tweet first from Elon Musk and I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like in what world yeah it's that is gonna be i mean it's not gonna be funny because a poor a poor human being is gonna be subjected to awful science experiments and gonna wind up you know dying i uh, mean the hope is that but at the same time it's going to be funny when he goes nuts and kills Elon Musk. it'll be hysterical yeah the, the hope is that the person who received this implant has some sort of debilitating illness where the alternative is just death yeah you know so like what's he got to lose you know mm -hmm. that's the we're hoping that the person who received the implant is under dire circumstances like that um so it could be good for that but yeah. i don't see a future where uh everybody has an elon musk brain yeah i don't, I don't see that future being good for anybody although we do end up having a sort of hive mind we're all on the internet we're all becoming yes. the same person anyway um anyway and people are worried about them putting shit in the vaccine yeah <laughs> you got a fucking guy who's trying to control everybody's brains what you really gotta be worried about is the fact that taylor swift has infiltrated the nfl now because yeah the chiefs are going to the super bowl it's all because of her so i how could you not think that that's rigged though <laughs> that's so rigged but I had a friend over the other day and he was like, I got to see what the Ravens game is like. Yeah. And I was like, who are they? Like, who's in the soup? Who's what's the running? He's like, it's them versus the chiefs. And I was like, isn't the chiefs, uh, uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, is this like determining who goes to the super bowl? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, the Ravens are fucked. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be the chiefs. It's that, it, it's that Taylor Swift bump, man. Everything she touches turns to gold. Honestly, realistically, it's the, it's gotta be just the motivation of, yeah. of the storyline there. Like you're the, you know, everybody there wants that storyline to happen. Yeah. But I mean, also <laughs> like, that's just too perfect of a story. She's a storyteller, man. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> How much did she pay to rig it? <laughs> um, anyway, all right, we're done. Dang, uh, we're we're talking to you guys now. Yes. Oh, 
First, we got to talk to people who left comments on last week's yes. Wolfden podcast over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolfden podcast. I got to open up Discord. I got it open. We got Princess Peach from uh, two weeks ago who says the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League base game is $90 in Norway. That's Yikes. way too much. That is way too much. Is it on any game streaming services? Not that I know of. That's annoying. Because uh, I don't want to pay that much. Yeah. I want to just give it a try. See if I like it. Baldy Bald 100 says, Big companies telling me I don't own games makes me not feel bad about ROM... ROMs. Oh, he spelt it in a funny way. He said romance, but he capitalized <laughs> romance. the ROMs part. Vince Hauer says, I'm already comfortable not owning any Ubisoft games. Joke's on them. There you go. That's Got them. That's because that episode was about uh, yeah. Ubisoft saying uh, we don't own games. Uh, user something or other says, thanks, guys. Enjoy podcasts a lot. Just an FYI, I ordered another one of your mats. Now have both of them. Oh, my God. Nice. There you go. Can I give you one? You got, you got one. Right? Yeah, I got one. Uh, Mr. Rock PR uh, says, I used to rent games at Blockbuster instead of buying them, and I see game subscription services as a similar way to play games without actually owning them. This is fine as long as the publishers are still making money. However, if you want to buy a specific title, then you should be able to do so. I know the Ubisoft guy was specifically talking about um, their Ubisoft Plus streaming service and whatnot. But... We have seen in the past that the games industry is more than okay with extending their reach beyond the subscription services and into, you know, the physical, not the physical, the digital purchases that you buy yourself. So, yes, there was, he was talking about the streaming services, but you, the fact that you could see the future of Ubisoft extending their reach and, you know, removing the Assassin's Creed game that you bought with your money, like, the fact that that's not out of the realm of possibility is the scary part. I want the option. I think it's cool. I I, I think some streaming services are fun. I, I if if a if a game or a publisher or or a company or something has a bunch of stuff that I like, like for mm-hmm. example Microsoft, I want I, I I happen to like Game Pass, so I'm willing to buy that subscription and just play the games as I see fit. Like I don't need to own them. Um, but if a game comes out and I want it and I want it forever. I yeah. should have the option to buy it. Yes. Why not uh, have an option at a publisher to buy directly from them and they just print a CD and give it to me, you know? You know, Warner Brothers actually had a service like that for, like, not their big titles, like, a lot of their niche stuff. You just order it directly from them. It was more expensive, but they would, like, stamp the disc out and, like, mail yeah, it put to it in a little, Put it in a freaking, uh, yeah. what do you call it? Uh, not a jewel case, but, like, the, the sleeve. Yeah, I think it might be, like, an expense thing. It's more it's more expensive to just print one title than it is to do, like, a mass order of stuff. Mm-hmm. Charge me $10 more. Yeah. Whatever. Make it the option. Uh, We got one in the chat. Where was it? Uh, Somebody asked me a question that I wanted. Um. Oh, Jagger said, "Did they talk about IGN whining about not getting a review code?" No, I didn't hear about that. But how badly were they whining? Because they deserve a review code. They're IGN. <laughs> they. That's the thing. Like, I don't think they were necessarily whining about it. They were just the only publication to publicly say they did not receive a review code. 
For for what? Suicide for Squad? Suicide Squad. Yeah. The thing is, nobody received review codes for Suicide okay. Squad. That's the that's what they were trying to get at here. That's the message that's being lost in you know all the discourse around this dumb fucking game. That's usually a really bad sign. Yeah, when that doesn't when, happen. When when publishers don't release review codes, it usually means they don't have a lot of faith in the game, or they're trying to hide negative review scores to get you to go out and buy the game without seeing like, oh, this game is bad, I won't buy it. I mean, I spent like ten minutes in my last video whining about how I had to pre-order something. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not really one to talk here. Yeah. Aprican releases an Oscar Mayer hot dog controller. I did see this. Yes. I also, is partnering with Kool Aid and Kraft. Kool Aid. Aren't all these companies owned by the same multinational conglomerate? Is Hyperkin owned by them? No, no, no. Oscar Mayer, oh. Kool Aid, and also apparently a uh, Sriracha. That is looking a whole lot like uh, an Ape Duke. Yeah. How many Bob Wolves does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, if it's in a video, probably like seven. <laughs> Bob, I have really enjoyed seeing you make that keyboard slash fight pad in streams recently. You said it'll be good for Tekken. Do you think you could play Tekken on it in a stream soon? I know it's not really your typical stream, but it may also help you tweak a few things. Um, I do want to try Tekken because there is a demo for it. Mm. And it looks interesting. I don't know if I will be able to do it on stream, but I definitely do want to try that controller with tech. I got a lot of things. More power. Yeah. I got to build my base. Uh, I told you I have a base with all, all the people, like real people that I've captured. Yeah. All the, <laughs> I call it Bob's cool camp. <laughs> They're all starving because I don't feed them. <laughs> Uh. how is it okay for them to generate a 25 digit code for me to buy a game but not okay for me to because that's stealing mm -hmm. that would be stealing full camp equals commune yes it's a commune that's yes. the word that we're using I forgot Worked for Dillard's for years, and what is Dillard's? Uh, and we had to destroy many articles of clothing, and management had to sign off on it so we could get money back on the unsold items. The money back is weird. See, at GameStop, what we would have to do is uh, throw everything in the dumpster. We had to destroy it, and sometimes the district manager would want proof that it was destroyed, mm -hmm. but our store was small and no one ever went there, so we just took it or gave it away. Yeah. Also, like, what are they going to fire me because I gave away something that was worth a penny? Like, suck it up. Yeah. Like, who's signing off on it, you know? Um, I guess that's it. Let's see if there's any more yeah. notifications. We got Mimi memes for the 40 months. Happy 40 months. Thanks for the podcast, Wolf Bros. Thank you very, very much. I guess that's it. 
Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Wolfden and youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version over on youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. So you can go check us out over there on demand whenever you want. But if you prefer to listen to us with your ears rather than watch us with your eyes, you can do that as well because we're also an audio podcast on any and every podcast service that is out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts, even Audible. Uh, but no matter where you get the show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms. Thanks for being here. Uh, we'll be back next week with another Wolf Den podcast, of course. Uh, I am hopefully going to try to get a video out on Thursday. I've been I've been slacking. Uh, also, a stream on Thursday, hopefully. Um, thanks for being here, everybody. Mm. Uh, we'll see you later. I got to raid somebody on Twitch. Um, yeah, go. It's always AJ. Go watch AJ. <laughs> Fuck it, dude uh thanks for being here we will see you later bye bye now bye